my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. Hey, Taryn. What's up? Hey, Heather. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so we posted our first episode, and I'm very excited. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> we got our website website up and running. We got a Facebook. We got a Twitter. We got an Instagram. We're all over the place. That means you have to like us, follow us, and tweet us. That's right. That's it. Hashtag. Yeah, hashtag, you know, tweet at Fort Weird Pod. That's what it is on all of them. It's Fort Weird Pod. So hashtag Fort Weird Pod. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't use Twitter. I have. Hashtag is Instagram. Are you sure? Yes. No, I thought. Because tweeting is Twitter. No, I know that, but you still use the hashtags, I thought. You can use hashtag on all of them now. But hashtag was originally, I think, for Instagram. Maybe that's where I learned how to use This is how old I am. I don't know. I'm so old that hashtags are actually pound signs. Yes, they're pound signs. Exactly. Hit pound. (laughs) I don't. This is dumb. (laughs) So since I uploaded our first episode, we have, as of three days ago, 12 all-time listens. That is fantastic. Yeah, for three days, we've got 12 listens. You can tell we're new because we're excited about 12 listens. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, by the way, if I didn't say I'm Heather, that's Taryn. I didn't say my name. No, you said, hi, Taryn. How are you? I said, I'm good. How are you, Heather? Oh, okay. So we kind of introduced each other. Oh. Hi, guys. I'm Taryn. There we go. I don't know. It also lists the top cities of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our top city is Fort Wayne because I went around the shop. To all of the computers and made them listen to it. (laughs) So that's why most of them are Fort Wayne. And I listened to it. Yeah. Did you? I haven't. Taryn. I know. And I'm upset. I need to watch it. But I was getting ready for my second semester of college and buying books and work and getting everything around. Just turn it on in the car. Let it go. There we go. We got one more listen. (laughs) But we got a lot of other ones. Now, shout out to Brittany, you know, in Georgia, my friend from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, she listened to it. I technically got two listens from there, but I think they're both her. We'll count it. We'll we'll count it. It's fine. We got one in Michigan. We got one in Maryland, one in Texas. Oh, that's awesome. One in Idaho. And one of them that's listed as unknown. Ooh. I know. Exciting. Keeping up with our our weirdness i'm excited (laughs) i hope you guys like what we're doing here (sighs) i know right i still don't know yet but i like (laughs) no i like it it's fun i'm having fun with it so taryn do you have anything you want to you want to tell everyone before we get going or no no good nothing all right thought i'd ask we're all boring, I guess. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm a college student. Yay. Yay, college. Today, we are going to be talking about a uh, local legend here in Fort Wayne. Devil's Hollow. Ooh, exciting. Technically, there's two Devil's Hollows here in Fort Wayne. How is there two? Well, there is one out south that's known as Devil's Hollow. And then there's one up north known as Devil's Hollow. Honestly, didn't know anything about the southern one. I did all my research on the northern one. You know what this means, right? What? We have two hiking trips coming this spring. Okay. We're going to have to be careful with the northern one. It's fine. We'll leave the kids at home. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah, the southern one, it, it was in the book that I was reading because I got a book about it. Um, and they, they talked about it, but... You know, I'm, we're, we're going to focus on the other one because that's the one I know most. What book was it? Um, Indiana Folklore, A Reader 
by Linda Day. Thank you, Linda Day. I, yep, I'm not sure if she's alive still because this book was this book was written in the 70s. She could still be alive. I mean, she could be. I don't know how long. My she coworker was born in the 70s and oh. he still works with me. Well, that's born in the 70s. She wrote it in the 70s. And I don't know how old she was when she wrote it. So right. who knows? Well, maybe she's watching over your shoulder. I don't want her to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being judged now. No, but it's a good book. I haven't read the entire thing. Uh, but it's just, you know, about a whole bunch of different folklore around Indiana. That was good stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> She's tapping her fingers together maniacally. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start off with this Devil's Hollow. Devil, the one I'm talking about is located on Cedar Canyon Road, which is a bit north from where we are currently at. It's still technically in Allen County, which is where Fort Wayne is, but it's like it's up there. It's, like, almost out of the like county. on the edge on the county? Yeah, it's getting up there. But it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You want to go back there in the fall when the leaves are changing? I've seen pictures. Oh, my goodness. So beautiful. The winding roads, though. It's very dangerous. I don't want to go up there right now. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. We just can't say the F word. I, okay. Well, I, I think I'm okay with that. Okay. The reason I said that is we just recently had a snowstorm. We had about three inches, and we've got another snowstorm coming in this weekend. So no curvy roads for us. <laughs> no curvy. I can't even do it in our edition. <laughs> I mean, I, I went around that first curve, and it was like, oh, gosh, I can't stop. <laughs> I used to have a, a six-mile curvy road to get home. Uh-huh. So during the snow, it's fun because you just kind of piss across sideways <laughs> and just kind of hope for the best. Oh, man. I mean, I learned to drive here in the snow and everything. I still don't like it. It's not good. I'm, I'm worried for my children when they start driving. Just stay home, Heather. I'm going to be a mess. Just stay home. <laughs> I'm going to be one heck of a mess. All right. Cedar Canyon Road. Back on subject. We went off on a tangent. All right. So beautiful winding roads. Awesome. All right, I'm going to tell you a story. Because there's several different stories about this Devil's Hollow. There's two main stories and different variations of the two main stories. All right. So I'm going to tell you the first one. This was, this story was the first one to pop up. This one started around the 50s. Okay. Started in the 50s or so. There was once a man... Who lived on top of a hill with his wife in a cabin. They bought the land. He built the cabin himself. Living a good life out there on Cedar Canyon Road. Sounds like a nice guy. Sounds like a great guy so far. One day, the man went crazy. Not such a nice guy anymore. No. And unfortunately, during his craze, he murdered his wife. That's no bueno. We don't know why he murdered his wife. Does it say how he murdered his wife? It doesn't say how he murdered his wife. But she's dead. Okay. Her body was found the next day at the bottom of the hill, right next to the road. He was arrested for the murder, but was later released based on lack of evidence. Makes sense. Because they couldn't prove he did it. I don't know why. I don't know how. Unless somebody else came into the house, killed her, uh, incapacitated him and killed her. I suppose. And there's some way to prove that. I mean, in the 50s, you didn't have the same type of evidence that you have nowadays. Yeah, but I don't think this actually happened in the 50s. The story popped up in the 50s. Okay, so if it dates back farther, then you have even less DNA evidence and everything else. Yeah. Well, that's true. That is true. All right, so he was released. When he got back home, he began to build a fence all around his property. Worked day and night working on this fence. And this fence is very... Unique? Unique, yes. Very unique. Because between each post, he nailed in logs at different angles. No two section was the same. Kind of like a crisscross weaving... Yeah, just just an odd... Random, like, hey, here's a five-foot wood and here's a... 
ten foot piece of wood, and here's a three foot piece of wood. Yeah, just different. It, it looked like yeah. he didn't have a saw. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure he had a saw. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like <laughs> most people would measure and cut it out the same length. So yeah. if he didn't have a saw, then it's like okay, here's four foot, here's a five foot and a half. Here's, I guess. I don't know. Um, in the book, they told me that there was a picture at the back of that book, and I looked at the back of the book, and I didn't see a picture. But you could just imagine what the fence looked like. You've got a pretty interesting image All right. popping up. All right. Well, the entire time he was building this fence as well, he had lit a candle or a lantern in the window facing the road. No one knows why he did this. Maybe in remembrance of his poor dead wife. He felt bad about it. He felt bad about killing her. I don't know. He left this light on, though. So, built the fence. And once that was completed, went to bed, rested, and then decided to go down towards the road near his prop, you know, the bottom of his property. There was a bridge. Well, he hung himself. Not sure if it was on the bridge or on a low branch that was hanging over the bridge, but somehow he hung himself around that bridge. Okay. So he killed his wife, mm-hmm. built an interesting fence, mm-hmm. then murdered himself. And murdered himself? Yeah. Well, suicide. Still murder. Technically. <laughs> Technically, yes. All right. All right. So there's a couple of... Uh, first person accounts uh that go with this story okay i talked to my dad barry walker hi dad and how old was your dad when he experienced something here he was a teenager uh so it was in the 70s he wasn't exactly sure how old but he was a teenager doing the regular teenage gonna go out and race hell kind of stuff you know what teenager doesn't exactly So they decided we're going to go out, you know, go to Devil's Hollow. We're going to go check this stuff out. So they go out there at night, got out of the car. They stopped on the bridge, got out of the car. So they heard, because of this story, that you could hear the moaning of the man that hung himself on that bridge. All right. But when they looked over the bridge, they didn't hear moaning. But they did see a set of red eyes staring back at them. Like bloodshot eyes? I don't know. I just said red eyes. I think probably glowing Glowing red eyes. eyes. Hmm. I guess I didn't ask if it was bloodshot eyes or glowing red eyes, but I'm guessing probably. Most people who hang themselves, you do get that bloodshot in your eyes from lack of oxygen. That's true. But if it's really dark out there and they looked under the bridge, I'm guessing glowing red eyes. That would make more sense. Yeah. So we're going to go with that. It's more creepy. So... Obviously, they ran back to the car and they peeled out of there. I don't blame them. I would. (laughs) There's another man named Scott Lindsay. He was 14 years old when he and a friend decided to walk along the road on Halloween nights. All Hallows Eve. Once they reached the hill where the house was, they looked up towards the house because... You know. Yeah, you gotta look to see if that's spooky house. Still yeah, there. gotta see the gotta see the lights. Yeah. So through the trees they saw a set of glowing red eyes. Ew. Suddenly, those glowing red eyes started coming towards them down that hill. Run. Yeah, right. <laughs> they froze. But before they could, you know, before they could actually muster up and run. Whatever it was disappeared right before it got to him. Like right at the fence line? Uh, there was no fence at the time. Okay. So, But where the fence would have been? Maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. So this next, I don't have a name for this next person. But he, going along with what I found out, he first heard the stories around 1954. So this guy would go driving around, you know, Devil's Hollow about once a month. Uh, with particular reason you know just for funsies it was the 50s what more did they have to do i don't know i wasn't alive in the 50s (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know all right drive-ins you know if he already saw the movies what else is there to do i don't know he's cruising okay he's going around you know 
It's really what I did as a teenager. I think we all did it in our own unique way. Literally, the funnest times I had with my friends were just driving around. Yes. Doing nothing. Wasting gas. Yes, exactly. But it was fun. So I'm assuming this is what he did. Just drove around and was having fun with friends, girlfriends, whatever, just for fun. On every occasion he went out there, he did say that he saw a light in that window. Hmm. When no one was supposed to have been living there. So why was there a light in the window? Was it like a reflection from the light, like the sun off of the window? No. No, it it was at night. Hmm. You would always go at night. You don't go out there during the day. That's dumb. You go out there at night because it's spooky. True. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm just, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here on well, stop what it. happened. Just kidding. Don't stop it. Keep doing it. You're fine. Okay. So in the book, she actually worked on this book with a lot of different people. Okay. And one man in particular named Philip Dawson actually got a hold of the people who lived there. The dead people that lived there. They are not. Well. They're dead now, but but people lived there at the time. They lived there through the 50s, 60s, 70s. I mean, the so he got a hold of the owner, went there to talk to him. He said that he bought the property in 1937. Damn. Yeah. He built the house in 1939, and he lived there ever since, as of 1970. So no murder. No, no murder. And no suicide. No suicide. They've been, they were living there the whole time. <laughs> I mean, now that house, that original house is no longer there. When you drive by, there is a very, very nice house and a fence that you have to have a code to get in. Fancy fence. Fancy, very fancy fence. They're rich people. (laughs) The original bridge is no longer there. They had to tear it down and build a new fence, a new fence, a new bridge. (laughs) So everything there is no longer the original stuff, but... You know, I, I know where it's at. I know where it's supposed to have been. Yeah. But yeah, so. So if no one was murdered. No. And no one was, no one committed suicide. No. Where are the red glowing eyes coming from? No. And what's up with the light in the window that didn't exist? Well, the light is actually very explainable. They have the light on. The people who lived there. Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> would have about, the light on. What about the glowing eyes? Okay, well, that's uh, not as explainable. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the fear in people, the thrill of it, and they're imagining things. Yeah, but you don't go out, like, in the middle of nowhere where you... you okay, for an example, when I was growing up, I believe in ghosts. I've had plenty of experiences with ghosts. Yeah. Probably way too many more than me (laughs) i'm good with no more please but you'd go out hiking where you know people had died and you know indians had died you know stuff had died and you don't go looking for craziness but at the same time you don't necessarily let craziness come find you and i've never seen growing eyes i've had contact i've had things touch me i've seen things move never seen glowing eyes hmm hopefully that never happens (laughs) But I personally have never seen glowing eyes. I have also never seen glowing eyes. Uh, that's not true. I've seen glowing eyes, but they've been on animals. Yeah. Owls, so. wolves. Do owls' eyes glow red? They don't glow. I don't think they glow red, but they do give that creepy feel. Like, when you're like hiking. like a yellow glow? It's kind of like a yellow glow, but when you're hiking and, you, and it's later at night or in the evening, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you feel these eyes, like someone's watching you. Mm-hmm. Could be so that somebody's watching you. Could be the owl's going, "What is what is this person doing out here at night? Go home. I want to eat." I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's with the glowing red eyes. That's gonna go into the second tale. Okay. Though as well, um, let's talk about the fence. Weird fence. You yeah. know the guy who killed himself who built the weird fence. built this weird fence supposedly. As the story goes, the fence was his suicide message, but no one could ever decode it. If you're going to do a suicide message, just, you know, write it out. Why be cryptic? Because he was crazy. He went crazy and he killed his wife. Yeah, but he didn't kill his wife because the guy that built the house still lived there. I know. <laughs> this is just what I'm saying. It's part of the story. <laughs> so, the, but he, they asked about the fence. This is where they got the picture that was supposedly supposed to be at the end of the book, but I didn't see it. But the fence 
the guy, the, so he asked the guy who built the fence why he built it that way. And he goes, I don't know. I just thought it looked pretty. <laughs> that is probably one of the best answers I've heard in a while. I know. He just thought it looked pretty. And it probably was very pretty. Probably. If I could see it. I could see an odd-looking fence be pretty in its own way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, again, it's unique. It's handmade. Never seen any a fence look like that. So, I don't know where the stories came from. Supposedly, the uh, his wife, the guy who actually owned the place, didn't really like kids. She'd yell at them a lot. So, get off of my yard. Get off my yard. <laughs> so, probably... That's probably where the stories first started. Was this horrible woman? Let's, let's make a, let's make up a story. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, the story grew and grew, and now it's a place to go. Hence the fancy fence. It's the fancy fence. All right. You want to hear the second story? Yeah. All right. This story originated in the eighties. All right. I want you to take a get a feel of the eighties, Taryn. Get a feel for the eighties. You don't know Realize. what the eighties were like because you weren't born in the eighties. I was not born in the eighties. I know you don't know what the eighties was like, and I, 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 I barely know what the eighties were like. I, I can guess. Uh huh. Big hair. Lots of big hair. Lots of hairspray. Oh, yeah. Big cool hair. colors. Interesting clothes. Perms. Fun times. Good. Yeah. Good times. But I'm a nineties baby, so. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Satanic Panic? I think you mentioned it, but I, I don't know much about it. I have mentioned it. The Satanic Panic started in the 80s, but it was more of a 90s thing. Okay. But it did technically start in the 80s. Basically, the Satanic Panic was um, parents and everyone were were freaking out about Satanic cults in, like, daycares. Hmm. And... They were doing rituals and stuff around their kids and inviting the devil. I feel like this should be a Criminal Minds episode. It probably was. <laughs> but it was a big thing. And it actually, like, a lot of people went to trial and they were convicted. Huh. So it was a big deal. And kind of messed up, but... Talk about crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so this story originated in the 80s when this stuff was, you know, starting. Okay. I'll give you a little background, kind of sort of background intro into what this story is. I love how you're like waving your hand like you're playing I talk the with music. my hands. Yeah, but you talk with your hands, but this time you're like you're waving your hand like as if you're playing this music that I need to be feeling. And I'm getting it just from the wave of your hand. <laughs> but so it puts you in the mood. <laughs> it does put me in the mood cuz the wave of your hand. You're it. What what's that instrument where you do basically wave your hand? What's that called? That's a good question. I you, don't play. You don't know what it is. No. You know, a dictaphone. A dictaphone. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna have to look that up later. It's gonna. But it does. It's like a line here and a line here, and you wave your hand and it makes a little. I know what you're talking about because yeah. it was on Big Bang Theory. Oh, is it? I don't watch that show. So <laughs> There's an episode where uh, Sheldon's playing with it, and I know what you're talking about, but uh -huh. I don't know the name of it. I don't know the name. But of I can it totally see you like playing with it right yeah, now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. <laughs> anyway, 80s. Anyway, 80s. Here we go. Here's the story. We're still on Cedar Canyon Road. Still there. We're a bit further up the road. A little further up. So still on the same road, but a little further up. All right. And instead of being on the left-hand side, we're looking at the right-hand side of the road. So the tale goes, there was a old woman who lived alone up on top of a hill, because this is a very hilly area, surrounded by forest. It's also a very forested area. Many teenagers would go back into those woods to have wild and crazy parties. Sounds like a good place to have a party. Right back in the woods. They'd have their stereos turned up, leave trash everywhere, hooting and hollering, teenagers. you know, getting into stuff. That poor old woman, though. These kids were making a ruckus in her area. 
she couldn't sleep and so she went down she went down there to you know have it out with those teenagers to get off her land keep it quiet she needs her sleep yeah makes sense poor little old woman well this happened several several times i don't know why she didn't think to call the police i would but that's just me maybe they cut off the phone or she just wasn't used to having a phone in her house. That's true. She was living there alone. She maybe have been a hermit. Probably maybe wouldn't. she didn't have a phone. Maybe she didn't have a phone. That's possible, I guess, in the 80s. Or you had one landline and it was downstairs and you were upstairs and shit was happening. You're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's true. It's not like you have a phone in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Well, since it happened several times, these teenagers were getting fed up with this old, old witch of a woman. They called her a witch because they were sick and tired of her crap. Well, they went up to her house and started banging on the windows, tearing up crap around her house, you know, scaring the ever-living crap out of this poor woman. Yeah. One of these teenagers was smoking. Threw threw a cigarette. And they didn't have fancy cigarettes that put themselves out back then. And this thing started fire. And engulfed the entire house. And the poor woman was left inside of it. Oh. She died. Poor lady. So there was a smoking pile of ash up there on the hill. And the only thing left that you, you can actually still see today is a chimney. Hmm. You, when you're driving by there, you can look up into, the, up into the hill and you can see a chimney as you drive by. Drove by there with my husband several times and I saw that chimney. Creepy. I can find pictures of it online. See, now why wouldn't you just tear it down, rebuild Oh, I mean, she was living there alone, and if she didn't have anyone to pass the land off to, it becomes part of the city or state or whatever, and if they don't want to do crap with it. No, my auction it off. I don't know. Huh. I All don't right. know. Either way, some of the stories that, you know, people went up there with this in mind. One man said that he went out there with a, a friend one night. They started to turn around a curve of the road. All of a sudden, the car just shut off. Creepy. Right? And this was in the 80s. This ha- yeah, this happened yeah. in the 80s. Either late, late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Luckily, someone else was passing by and saw them. And he came and looked at the car and didn't see anything wrong. He said, you know, start, try to start it. Started start it right up. up. Nothing was wrong. <laughs> it was, it's weird. So it just so happens that that happened. You know, that happened right on the curve where if you look up, you can see that chimney. That's where it happened. Maybe she was just going after the teenagers. I would. Yeah. (laughs) Probably because he was a, you know, they were teenagers when this happened. So, but the same thing happened to a few of the people I I talked to had gone out there. The same kind of sort of thing. You know, lights would go off in their car or there's cell phones will stop working not even cell phones like cameras will stop working huh that's weird it is very weird batteries will drain like like it's a dead zone yeah like yeah just like right there it's a dead zone just right there and it's it's weird because i understand cell phones you lose service on occasion service on occasion yeah that's fine but a camera or a battery yeah that doesn't make sense like a battery on a flashlight yeah (laughs) i just it's weird so, I have a feeling we have a trip coming up in fall. Oh, yeah. I just when it gets warm out. <laughs> I'll go up there. All right. All right. But so I've been up there a couple of times. Nothing happened. Of course, I'm an adult. Not a teenager anymore. You aren't a hooligan. I'm not a hooligan anymore. So I'm thinking maybe because I'm an adult and not a hooligan, she don't want to mess with me. So we need to take a hooligan teenager with us. Yes. Do you do know? We... I don't know any hooligan teenagers. I don't know any hooligan teenagers. If you are a hooligan teenager, please go up there for us. Let us know. Let Email us... us. Email us at heather at fortweirdpodcast.com. That's our email. Facebook. Come on. Let us know. Just let us Come on, yeah. hooligans. Let us know, hooligans. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. So there's lots of other versions about that story. There was a version where she actually was a witch and she put a curse on on the whole land or whatever around there. And the 
people in the area set fire to her house because she was a witch. You know, it's just, I didn't like that story so much because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I thought it was dumb. I like the, the little old lady one. That one made more sense to me. Darn teenagers and their hooligan ways. <laughs> but you can find the other versions online if you really want to look into it. They are, they're there. While I was looking at these versions online, there was a comment in one of them. And I'm going to read you this comment of this story about the little old lady. The Witch of Devil's Hollow that you have written about was actually a little old lady by the name of Lillian Lynn, who I had the pleasure of being introduced to back in the 1970s. She lived up on a hill, and yes, she was taunted by many teenagers who used to come up onto her property and scare her. She was a wonderful person and never did a mean thing to anyone. She had a large Irish wolfhound named Sissy that used to like to eat Kleenex out of my hand relevant but Lillian was not a witch to the contrary she was an angel and one is and was one of the most kind-hearted people you would ever know it was awful that she was teased and harassed and called a witch she was involved in the film industry back in the 30s and worked with several famous actors such as John Barrymore and Jimmy Stewart what a wonderful woman I remember and such a delightful person and so much fun to be around Shame on anyone involved with the harassment this woman endured in her final days of life. Lillian, may your spirit rest in peace, and may you have the lasting rest you deserve in the presence of our eternal Father's arms. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. That's fine. Well, she sounds like a sweet lady. She does sound like a sweet lady. Did you I do some more research on her? <laughs> yes, I did, Taryn. <laughs> I sure did. I went to our library, our library here in town, which I said on the last episode is one of the best genealogy libraries in, in the U.S. People come from all over just to go to our library because it's awesome. So I went there and I went up to the front desk and I go, I need to get some information on a woman named Lillian Lynn. Well, I went, okay, so before I went there, sorry, I tried to find her online. Yeah. I didn't find a look of anything. Nothing in the film industry? I could not find anything on Lillian Lynn. Huh. It was horrible. Although I did find a gravestone. Okay. Um, All it read was Lillian Lynn, 1889 to 1985. So she did die in the 80s. 1985. 33 years ago. Yes. So I have that picture of the grace gravestone. Um, I have it here. I've already sh- no, I don't have it here. I have it on my computer. It's fine. I'll show it to you later. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so she was buried in St. Vincent Roman Catholic Cemetery. St. Vincent uh, Cemetery is where they do the um, haunted haunted the haunted castle. Okay. But, so it's over there. Yeah. So so she is buried there. It's actually there. There is a picture of it. So. This is when I go to the library. I have a picture of this gravestone. And I go up to the lady. I go, do you have any, I need to find an obituary or something. Anything you have on Lillian Lynn. She was born in 1889, died in 1985. And she was buried at St. Vincent Roman Catholic Cemetery. That's all the information I had. Okay. I'm assuming they thought I was related to her. And I was trying to do genealogy, even though I wasn't. Probably. <laughs> I, they gave me some information. You can find, here, she popped up here, here, so I had to go back. And, and I had to use one of those um, machines that you can look at the old newspapers. Yes. So I got to use one of those for the first time ever. That was pretty fun. There's a guy back there. Very, very helpful. Very nice. He helped me figure it out. But I ended up finding her obituary. What does that say? Well, it's right here. So the reason I couldn't find any anything on Lillian Lynn is because Lillian Lynn isn't her real name. Her first name is Susie. Huh. Lillian is her middle name. 
So it's Susie Lillian Lynn. And here's her obituary. Susie L. Lynn, 95 years old, of a villa, Indiana, formerly of Fort Wayne, died at 2.40 a.m. Tuesday at Sacred Heart Home in a villa. Sacred Heart Home is a, a, a nursing home. A Morris Plains, New Jersey native, Mrs. Lynn lived most of her life in Fort Wayne. There are no known survivors, you know, relatives that are still alive. Yeah. Okay. Graveside service at 10 a.m., St. Vincent Catholic Cemetery, blah, blah, blah. That's her obituary. Okay. Very short. Sad because she doesn't have any known relatives. She died in a nursing home. So she didn't die in a fire. <laughs> she wasn't in, in a house fire. She died at 95 years old in a nursing home in a villa. So, one, did you ever find out if she actually was in the film industry since you found out her first name? I did not. Interesting. I I tried. I tried finding. I looked at Susie. I looked for Lillian. I looked in, you know, everything. I, I could not confirm that she worked in the film industry. That doesn't mean she didn't. She just maybe wasn't credited for anything. Yeah. And then, two, was there ever actually a fire at that location where her house was? Not that I found. I really didn't. I did not find that there was actually a fire there. So... While I was at the library, not only did I find her obituary, I found her death certificate, which I can't find right now, but I have her death certificate, and it says that she did live on Cedar Canyon Road, or at least she lived near Cedar Canyon Road. She had her power of attorney. I can't remember her name for the life of me. This is going to mess me up. Oh, well. Can you bring it up on your computer? No, I don't have it on my computer anymore. That's okay. I looked up her power of attorney, whatever her name was. I can't remember. Uh, But she's not related to her. I feel like her last name was Mills. But she also lived in the Cedar Canyon Road area. She didn't live on Cedar Canyon Road, but she was a neighbor. Okay. Uh, Which is, again, sad because she didn't have any family. This poor old woman just... I mean, her closest friend was this neighbor that she had while she lived in Fort Wayne, who was her power of attorney. And I looked up her power of attorney, whom unfortunately died last year as well. So I couldn't go ask her any questions. But it's just it's just so sad. But I I did. I did. um, I'm big into genealogy myself. So I did try to look up more on Miss Susie Lynn. Yes. I found that she was married at one time, but she was widowed. Oh. And I found record that there might have been a son. But I don't know because I couldn't really confirm it. Or that she actually disowned. Or disowned or maybe the son died or something. I just I couldn't find very much on the son. Hmm. If she had a son. She just very sad life. This poor woman. She probably was a very private person and she probably was ridiculed and harassed just because she was quiet and she lived alone. Yeah. But if she didn't die in a fire Mm -hmm. and there was no fire at that location that I know of, I didn't find any record of a fire. Most time you think there'd be a record. You would think. So hypothetically, there's no fire Mm -hmm. and we know for a fact that she didn't die in the fire at Mm -hmm. the house. Where did the burnt building come from? Mm, you know that chimney that's up there? Yep. Yeah, that chimney's actually next to a house. It's not like right next to a house, but it is next to a house. Is it a smoker? It's a bar. It's a barbecue. It's a smokestack. That's, that's what that awesome. is. It is a smokestack. So when they see the smoke coming out of it, it's someone cooking dinner. Someone's cooking something up there, yeah. That's funny. I know. But <laughs> Don't go up there to double check, though, because the guy who lives there will shoot you. Like, he will take shots. No trespassing. You don't, don't go, just don't go up there. If you want to go take a look at the chimney, that's fine. Just don't step foot on his property because he will shoot you. (laughs) I just find it interesting that, you know, someone can create a story, like a little old lady living in a house all by herself and Mm -hmm. kids kill her and now she haunts the place with a burnt down building and a smoking fire 
chimney. Yeah. And it turns out to be a barbecue. <laughs> that just was funny when I found that out. I think I ruined so many people by telling them that yeah, it's just a smokestack. It's nothing. It's not a chimney. It's just a smokestack. So yeah. next time you guys hear a ghost story, do some research before you spread it because it might not deeper. be true. Dig deeper. And, you know, but that's no fun. <laughs> Especially like I said, I ruined it for people. I'm sorry. I ruined it. I but think it, I love finding out more information about something. I do, too. Because what if it was true? I know. That would have been what awesome. What if it was true? But it wasn't. It's not. But if it was, it's like, okay, I know places truly haunted. Go yeah. check this out. Yeah. Like the places that I know haunted, I'm not telling you because you're not going there. <laughs> It's true. I know. But the question is, why do people actually hear and see things on that road at night? Maybe it's not the houses that are haunted or the people that are haunted, but the road. Just If it's itself. a curvy road like you described. People have died on that road. So th- there has been death in that area. Yeah, there has been. And sometimes when people die, if they died unexpectedly or, you know, wasn't a normal death sometimes Mm -hmm. they get stuck there so what if someone died on that turn where the car stops working and their way of trying to get help is by stopping the cars to get someone's attention oh 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 that gave me goosebumps (laughs) (laughs) maybe you know their soul could be stuck there until someone you know that solves their murder because obviously they found the bodies and you know Mm -hmm. they mourned them but did anybody help that soul pass on Oh, who knows? Maybe that's what we should do. I don't know how to do that, but we can I figure don't know it how to out. Do that. I can research it. Okay. We'll do it. We'll, we'll help these souls move on. It's just, it's a possibility if, if that road is so curvy and so dangerous, like you suggested, especially during the snow season, mm. how many people have actually died on that road mm-hmm. and how many souls are stuck there that are actually haunting people when they go up there to visit. Yeah. You go up there because you, you heard a ghost story. So now you're already on edge and you're looking for something creepy. So you're more open to something happening. And yeah. what you, what happens is not what you expect to happen because you get contacted by a spirit who died on the road from a car accident or something. And you think it's the guy who murdered his wife or the witch in the house. With that, the burning smokestack. That makes sense. Yeah, because, yeah, when I was doing my research, I did find people have died on that road. Most of them were car accidents. Yeah. But that does make sense. It was an unexpected death. And, yeah, there might be just those poor souls just haven't passed on yet. From my understanding, like, sometimes if you die unexpectedly, if you die, sorry. We're we're hearing music, and it's my kids, but I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) So sometimes when you die unexpectedly, like if you die in a hospital of old age or of something that, you, you know, it's, it makes sense. When you pass, you, you see your body there. You, I'm assuming, I don't know, I've never died. But <laughs> you see your body there, you, you see your family, you understand, okay, I, I was old or I was really sick or, okay, I didn't come out of that surgery the way I was supposed to. And, you know, you it's easier. To, it's, I think it would be easier to cope with, you yeah. know. But you die in a car accident, and when you come to, your body's gone, and your everything's gone, and you don't know what happened. You're kind of stuck there until something or someone shows you the way. Yeah. From I, That's how I think of it. I don't know. No, I like that. That sounds... Yeah. And I think that's why we're all these disagree. ghosts, like the ghost feelings of these ghost stories come from, is they had this encounter from something that was there. Mm-hmm. But because they can't understand what it was, they come up with some story. Mm. Like someone killed themselves in that house and that's what I saw. Oh, yeah. I I did read a story about a, a teenager actually did hang himself along that road. Okay. So that could be a part of where the hanging, the hanging man comes from. That first story that I talked about. Maybe he's got the red eyes. Maybe he does. The bloodshot from lack of circulation and oxygen up to the brain and the eyes yeah and you know in death they just look glowy yeah so anytime you're near that bridge or that house is when you see the glowing eyes because that's where he killed himself hypothetically i don't know if he actually killed himself there and i don't know if any of this is true this is just how i see it yeah and how i understand it yeah i could be 100 percent right i could be 100 percent wrong i guess someday 
when I die, I'll find out. If you die before I do, Taryn. I'm going to haunt the shit out of I you. I want you to haunt me. And we'll, I'll make one last podcast just to tell people that Taryn haunted me. If, if I die before you, Heather, I will haunt you. Sweet. Please I'm older than me. you, though, so I might, I might go first. Please don't haunt me. Why? Because I've had enough hauntings. But it's just me. Fine, but leave my feet alone. <laughs> well, now that I know that. <laughs> I don't want to touch your feet. Well, I don't like feet. I don't like feet either. And I, I, random story, I hate when people mess with my feet. The reason why is when I was younger, I'm pretty sure I had a ghost experience with something messing with my feet. Um, like cold fingers. I don't know. I just can't stand people touching my feet. It's like a horror movie. Yeah. Well, oh, no, that reminds me. There's a video that I saw on Facebook of um, it's this hand coming up and touching this guy. They're trying to touch this guy's foot, but every time it tries, the foot moves away. Yes. And then finally, by the end of the video, he keeps trying to touch the foot, and the guy's just like, ah, you can't give a foot. Uh, <laughs> it was really funny, but it, like at first it was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that either. I'm that person that it doesn't matter how hot it is. Oh, I'm cocoon. My feet are co- It doesn't matter if I'm cocooned. Mm-hmm. My feet are. Oh, I'm always cocooned. I don't care how hot it is. I am always cocooned. And it's because as a child, for some odd reason, I convinced myself that the monsters wouldn't eat my head because they saved the head for dessert. <laughs> So I, uh, I could have my head sticking out, but nothing else. I would cocoon myself because I would have these feelings that something's grabbing my hands. No. Or touching my toes. No. Or trying to wake me by, like, rubbing my shoulder. No, Taryn. But for, I'm, I'm being honest here. Like, no. it creeped me out. Like, I, it would be in the summer and my, we wouldn't have heat or air conditioning because I lived out in the desert. And so you'd have a fan blowing in your window and... It would be, you know, 90 degrees in your room, and I slept with a sheet because I could not have my arms or my body or my legs or my feet out. And to this day, I have to have my feet covered with something other than just socks. Like, I have to have a blanket over my feet for me to sleep. (laughs) No. But I love your version better with the whole monsters not eating (laughs) you because the head is for dessert. I don't know why. But what happens when you have reverse dinner and you eat your dessert first? No, monsters can't do that. Why can't monsters do that? No, because... Toddlers do it all the time. Well, they're monsters. They have a way of doing things. And they will not eat your head. They won't spoil their dinner. Code they won't do it. Exactly. This yeah, is I, kid logic, and I, I still live by it. I like your version a lot better. <laughs> it's nowhere near as creepy. I don't know why. I still run and jump on my bed, too, which is funny. So do I. But I don't even have an under the bed anymore. <laughs> but I still do it. When I was pregnant with my son, mind you, like eight month old or eight month big stomach, mm-hmm. I would come to the side of my bed and I would do this like side jump leap thing to get out of my bed because I didn't want to get my feet near the edge of my bed. And now I have a storage bed, so there is no underneath my bed. Yeah. But I would still do this like weird leap thing. That's what I do. Well, that's what I have. I just, that's great. Well, that was the end of our stories. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, one last thing, though. Taryn, do you have any New Year's resolutions? This is the first time I'm seeing you since the New Year. <sighs> yes and no. I'm not seeing you, but, you know, since we did, we're doing a podcast. Yes yeah. and no. Um, mine are normally the same, you know, better you, new you stuff, but not as corny. Um, mm-hmm. Mine's more of keeping my head above water. Oh, yeah. With kids, working full-time, school, husband, house. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, my new, I just started my new crafts, and I, I make a lot of really neat stuff now. And everything that I'm doing, I feel like I can sink very quickly. Yeah. And so my plan this year is to look like a duck on water. All right. Where you're nice and calm up top, mm-hmm. but your legs are kicking like crazy because you're trying <laughs> to stay afloat. Yeah. My New Year's resolution is to keep my head above water. I like it. That's a good one. I like that. What about you? I normally, every year, always have the same resolution. And it never works out because I procrastinate. 
and I get distracted and I'm just an overall, like, I just can't do it. So this year, I don't have a resolution because I am perfect the way I am. You are perfect, Heather. Yeah. I could improve in some areas, but I just don't have one because it never works out. So why make one when I'm just going to disappoint myself? Yeah. Every year, mine's like, go to the gym, lose weight, eat better. Yep. You know, all the stuff that everybody wants to do, but by the time you get around doing it, it's the holidays and you break it out. It's like, what's the holidays? What's the point? I know. I don't want to do it. So, you know what? I've got a lot of things going on in my life. I I go to the gym three days a week. I work full-time, student, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to take care of myself and my family. My plan is just keep my head above the water. (laughs) Head above water. You got more stuff going on. Oh, I got a lot of stuff going on. You do have a lot of stuff. Most of it, it's kids and one and needing to spend time with my husband when he's home and then doing the podcast and then, and it's just, you know, it gets to be a lot. I, I'm having fun doing the podcast though. This is my, this is my fun time. I I really enjoy doing this with you. It is a break from reality that I really enjoy. Yeah. Me too. All right, so next week we are going to be visiting a place closer to home for Taryn. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll find out next week. But it's a good one. Do you remember what it is? I think I do. Okay. But there's so many places close to home that we could talk about. That's fine. You'll, You'll get it. Hey, guys, um, drop us a line for your New Year's resolution along with areas that you'd like us to talk about or do some research on yeah if you have any suggestions for us please let us know i mean i have over 80 subjects but you know i could always add more yeah there's tons of weird things going on in our world but yeah uh email again heather at fortweirdpodcast.com visit the website you can get a hold of us through that at fortweirdpodcast.com uh facebook is fortweirdpod can find us on twitter at fort weird pod and on instagram at fort weird pod do we have a snapchat uh no not yet all right are we getting a snapchat we can get a snapchat i probably won't do anything with it but i can put well, one if on we there. get a snapchat and we go to some of these places i suppose we could do that then we could upload some videos i could do that on instagram as well true just some ideas i could do a snapchat Keep up with the young folk. Let us know if we should do a Snapchat or not. Yeah, definitely let us know. All right, guys. It's been a blast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. The existence of this...